0: Hi, I'm Charlotte and I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed but that can help us all to grow.
1: In each episode we spend some time catching up, we share a recommendation of something we've loved recently and then we go on to discuss a topic that we think is really relevant to the things that are going on right now. These are often quite big topics that we can't fully discuss in half an hour but we like to get the conversation going and of course if you want to get involved then all the contact details are in the show notes so please just go down there Send us an email, send us a DM. We love to hear from you. So, we're back from our little two week hiatus. How are you doing? It doesn't really feel like it's been a break, but.
0: <laughs> no, it does. I mean, walked in the door 10 minutes before we sat down to record this, having been away for a week. So, chaos is probably the best way to describe how things are feeling right now, but we're yeah. just, we're, we're rolling, we're rolling with that. We were away in Dubrovnik for a week and it was great and it was very busy. Um, And I think busy is just, the theme for life right now and I need to embrace that
1: yeah busy is like at least busy is means things are happening you know yeah let's yeah we'll look at it that way <laughs> <laughs> how are you
0: what what have you been up to um
1: well I know we promised everyone a um hindu debrief so we will come on to that yeah but since then I've tried to make things quieter it's not worked in the slightest um uh, <laughs> But we have organised like a food shop to be delivered tomorrow. And frankly, that's the most together thing I've done in about three or four weeks. So we're going to take that as a win.
0: I'd love a good food shop
1: delivery, though. So exciting. I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> do we want to do a quick rundown for Hindu Because we left everyone on the edge of their seats with talk of penis straws, life drawing and karaoke.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, where do we even start? I feel like we, we just that friday evening when becky arrived it was just like we set a standard high i feel like
1: we did we did and um i managed to hurt my ankle within 15 minutes of us finishing setting up so that was great yeah
0: yeah, dancing to euro pop
1: yes just just caught my ankle on the sofa and was on my ass i'd only had like half a glass of prosecco so that was great the the bride-to-be hadn't even arrived no so that you know i had a nice ice pack on my ankle Um, there was a lot of temporary tattoos the the party games went down very well and I would definitely recommend ordering a couple of those if you are doing a Hindu because it's not like you need a specific time to play them but it's quite nice to have in the background as like something else to do and like I imagine Mm -hmm. if you didn't know people quite well it'd be a really good icebreaker
0: oh my god yeah definitely was yeah I mean not that we needed it as an icebreaker but you know it would be
1: such a good icebreaker then Saturday we did our life drawing i've discovered that i'm quite good at drawing people's bums i didn't i didn't know that was a life skill i had and yet here we are
0: i am um, well, honestly I 100% recommend life drawing to everyone it was so much fun and also was down to I mean the model like he was great the woman hosting the workshop was great there was no awkwardness or weirdness as you might expect especially if you've not ever been to life modeling before which I think was like most of us in the room Um, that's just a lot of fun
1: and I didn't offend anyone with my drawing and we didn't know him. No one in the room knew who he was. So don't worry, guys. There was no concern that it would be someone we knew.
0: But then, um, what happened in the evening, Charlotte?
1: Well, in the morning we said, nothing will go wrong now. We've nailed it. And then we went back, got changed, took everyone to the old gate branch of the botanist. No, not the botanist, the alchemist. And the boom I said, you know, table for 18 people in my name. No. And I was like, yeah, here's the booking. And I pass it over to her and she goes, this is the old street branch. Ugh. Honestly, my jaw dropped at that second. And I was like, are you absolutely, like I literally, like it makes me feel sick thinking about it. Like I fully felt sick. I mean, this just goes to show as a team how well we work. I was in the restaurant being like, right, how can we make this work here? Helly and the other bridesmaids are like outside, like corralling like, Ubers and calling the other restaurant and being like, hold our table, you won't believe what's happened. Um, and in the end, it all worked out absolutely fine. We were only 10 minutes around the corner, there was no traffic, like it was okay. But oh God, that was it was not ideal. It wasn't
0: ideal, but there's there's definitely worse things that could have happened. It was just that like initial moment of panic, like, oh my god, what do we do? But then it was it was fine. Yeah, but then, then we... we did continue to jinx it slightly because we said nothing else will go wrong now
1: and then um um, the taxi drivers got lost on the way to the karaoke wow that was
0: that was cool
1: um we extended karaoke by an hour though would 10 out of 10 recommend like i loved that lucky voice let us like book a two-hour slot and then extend it because when we were looking at it i was like "Mm, i've never done karaoke before but like oh god imagine if it's a bit of like a dull vibe and no one's really feeling it and you felt like you have to stay and i would definitely urge you on the side of booking less time and extending your slot than having too long
0: yeah i 100% like i think the vibe could have gone either way and a lot of it is down to your group and how into it people are mm-hmm. and but it was everyone was really enjoying it no one wanted to really move on and like talk about finding somewhere else to go and we had loads of song- songs still left to sing like it worked it was brilliant
1: it was so good it. It was so good. Then on Sunday, we went for a nice brunch around midday. We realized that we were hungover as hell and we just sweating tequila. Um, mm-hmm. Headed back here and had a nap on the sofa, watched some Pamela Anderson documentary. And then about 10 p.m., I asked Helly what time we had to be at the airport the next morning. And that was fine.
0: I, to be fair, I had said earlier in the day, it's weird that KLM have not yeah. sent me an email to check in because they'd done that 24 hours before. Hmm. I was like, why, why have I not had an email to, to check in? So I have to make a blue member account or whatever it is and log in. Cause I'm like, why, why, why have they not invited me to check in? Oh, cause my my flight's actually the following. So rather than being Monday morning, it was actually Tuesday morning. <laughs> so forever grateful that Charlotte and Alex, uh, were able to accommodate me for an extra 24 hours and also that I brought my work laptop with me because we had a nice co-working day on Monday that we weren't expecting.
1: (laughs) Do you know what it was actually so lovely because on the Sunday night neither of us were really in a state to get up very early the next morning let's be honest. It would have been a struggle. It would have been so hard so in the end we had a really nice Sunday night and then on Monday we did a load of work and then we went out to dinner didn't we the three of us went for food which was so nice and like Alex pointed out to me he's like you two never get to do that sort of thing like when was the last time you could spontaneously go out for dinner like that never happened so it was actually such a nice surprise
0: yeah and we've never actually worked together in that way before either like just had a chill day where we're getting on with our own things there's always there's usually always some sort of purpose not that there's anything wrong with that but it was nice to be okay we get this extra day together and we can kind of spend it however we want yeah well, within reason because we had to work but you know it was really nice and yes yeah, so it it all worked out well we survived we did survive and i did eventually make it home
1: um yeah. so good news all around it's all very good um do you want to share your recommendation for this week yes
0: my recommendation is a book this week it's called how to kill men and get away with it by Ooh. katie brent if you enjoyed how to kill your family um but i think one of us re- definitely recommended on the podcast last year i think yeah um, but if you enjoyed that 100 percent, you will love this as well um it's very like made in chelsea meets revenge crime thriller Ooh, type thing sounds like um them. And it's that classic, again, the same as How to Kill Your Family, but where you end up somehow rooting for the main character, despite the fact that they are a murderous psychopath. Um, so the book follows Kitty Collins, who is an influencer, and she lives in London, and she has this incredible lifestyle. She lives in Chelsea, and she has millions of followers. Everyone loves her. She's beautiful, like etc. etc. But she's secretly, um, well a psychopath basically mm-hmm. but it's her mission to get revenge on men who are predators stalkers abusers because she's protecting herself her friends future women from becoming victims and it, it's twisted like it's so messed up also somehow really funny really entertaining i wouldn't say it's like the most mind-blowing plot ever like the, the twist i kind of saw coming However, I read it in about three days. It was just really entertaining. Um, So, yeah, if you're looking for an easy, easy read. um, Yeah, really recommend giving that a go.
1: I love the sound of that. It sounds a little bit like, um, you know, Promising Young Woman. Mm. Mm -hmm. I wondered if it's a bit like that with the whole like um, ambition of the woman in it. Um... I've not read that
0: no i've not read it either i'm actually trying to rack my brains i think it's the one where she
1: pretends the only clip i've seen a clip of it i think and carrie malligan's in it and it's like she pretends to be drunk and go home with guys and then like confronts them when they're about to assault her or something like that
0: oh i mean yeah that does i mean kind of sounds sounds similar it sounds Um, really
1: interesting though
0: but yeah, it's like two completely different lifestyles. Like one side, she's living in this incredible, like jetting off to the Greek islands and shopping in all of these luxury stores. And then the other side is she has like this very strategic way of uh, getting in touch with men that she does not think um, should carry on living.
1: So <laughs> yeah, what a, it uh,
0: sounds like a very twisted recommendation, but what's your recommendation this week?
1: I'm sure you know what this is because I've, like, spoken to you about it every single bloody day for the past, like, what, week? It's Daisy Jones and the Six. They've released it as a TV series on Amazon Prime. I'm the number one skeptic when it comes to turning books into TV shows and stuff like that because I think there's a magic of, like, how you imagine things when it's a book. And I actually Mm -hmm. didn't finish Daisy Jones and the Six, which is Taylor Jenkins Reid's book. It came out about four or five years ago. It was, like, an instant bestseller And I don't know if it's the format of the book, but I struggled to get into it. And now I've watched the show, I think part of it is because this is a very like niche thing, but I'd be interested to know if other people think this as well. One of the main characters is called Billy and the name Billy did not kind of evoke the type of person who he actually is in my mind. So I found it quite hard to like place him and imagine the character in this role, um, but huh. the TV adaptation adaptation is brilliant. I think they have changed a few minor plot bits. Um, but it is just absolutely excellent. The acting is wonderful, the storyline is so interesting. It follows a it follows a band called The Six and a singer called Daisy Jones as they like rise to fame and um it's centered around the fact that like there's they're at the peak of their fame. They do a show in, uh, in Chicago one night and then they never ever perform together again and the band disbands the next day and no one ever knows what happens like no one's ever spoken to the press no one's ever found out why that happened and it was kind of a real shocking moment um and it's told through like flashbacks to like the 70s when it was happening but also flash forwards to the 90s where it's clear that someone's interviewing them for like a like a documentary style thing so you're kind of piecing Mm -hmm. together history you've got all the different um, narratives of the band members and all the different dynamics there. And the music is brilliant. If you're into like classic rock, um, it's very Fleetwood Mac-esque. And it's kind of very well-known that it's vaguely based on Fleetwood Mac and the relationship between Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham. Um, but it's literally like I've entered Daisy Jones and the Six, the universe of it, and now I never want to leave. The al- They've also actually released the album that's in the show. As an actual Ooh. album on Spotify, and all of the actors within the show are the singers on the album. I love I'm obsessed that. with it, and I, I can't. Stop I do need to, to watch it. You I do. really
0: need to watch it. And also, I think I it wasn't a name thing about Billy, but I I generally know with Taylor Jenkins read it usually takes me a little bit to get into her books. Yeah, but I always stick it out because I know I'll really love it, and um all of the feedback i've seen so far has been really praising the show and saying like it was exactly how people had imagined it and i think that's so hard to do as a tv show so to yeah. have nailed that general consensus that everyone feels like it was really accurate and like how they'd imagined it is it's pretty impressive to be honest
1: i agree and like the level of detail and the really small kind of touches that you think oh yeah like that just everything all the really little details in it just really come together to create a really emotionally compelling story and i didn't like because i didn't finish the book i didn't know what was going to happen next and that's quite um refreshing it's now all been released on amazon prime they did stagger the release of each of the episodes um but if you want to watch it i would do it sooner rather than later just so you don't see any spoilers or anything like that
0: okay god i need to try and watch it at some point this week I don't that's not going to happen if I'm honest I'm going to have to avoid the spoilers
1: (laughs) just Uh don't go on tiktok my tiktok feed is now like daisy jones and the six easter eggs and I'm like kind of want to get back to my normal algorithm but also kind of obsessed (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh my god it's such it's such a good it's such a good easter egg I love that oh I hadn't noticed that you know when you get really like geekly into something yeah into
0: the universe of (laughs) it
1: and I'm like I need to I need to step away now next
0: step is fan fiction right
1: oh my god don't don't i'm not gonna that no that makes me feel uncomfortable anyway um let's move on to our topic this week because this is one i am so excited to discuss with you i'd never even heard of this concept until a couple of weeks ago but i think like a lot of people who are listening even though i had never heard of what it was called i definitely knew what it felt like to feel the spotlight effect
0: yes yeah i think so many people here probably everyone listening I would say has experienced the spotlight effect and it's basically a psychological phenomenon where people believe that they are being noticed more than they actually are so when you I don't know you do a presentation at work and you think that everyone is staring at you and you're really conscious and you you missed you stumbled over a word and you think everyone is judging you for it or when you really like hyper focus on that one mistake that you made ten years ago, and you think that everyone must have noticed and is always remembering you for it, the chances are they probably they are not. They probably don't even remember what happened. That's the spotlight effect, where you, because you're at the you are obviously the center of your own world. You're the one who is in your head with your own thoughts. So obviously, you think that everyone is noticing the same things about you that you do.
1: What I think is really interesting as well is much like the concepts of arrival fallacy or decision fatigue all of these things we've spoken about before having an actual name to place on that feeling is quite helpful like it Mm -hmm. helps give you a bit of objectivity to it because we've definitely all experienced it and we're kind of trained to worry about what other people think but on the other hand you shouldn't care what anyone thinks and so it feels very uncomfortable when you're feeling that sort of spotlight effect to know how to balance it and I think it's really important to remind yourself that it isn't an ego-based thing. It's not that you think you are so important that everyone is always thinking of you, but it's just that that's how we've been taught to think. And often it comes from a place of like um, wanting to be considerate to others and wanting to be nice. But I think when it crosses that line into imposter syndrome and making you feel less than or giving you that kind of constant social anxiety, that's when we need to really clearly distinguish in our minds what is being a kind considerate and reflective person versus what is actually just the spotlight effect
0: Mm -hmm. and it is 100 percent the spotlight effect is playing a role in things like social anxiety overthinking if you're feeling self-conscious or especially fear of being outside of your comfort zone because obviously Mm -hmm. if you're doing something unusual or new it's it's out of the norm right because it's out of the comfort zone so if you assume that everyone must be noticing so then you're conscious of like oh if I make a mistake everyone is going to see it everyone is going to be aware of it and I mean if you it can be paralyzing like it really can be paralyzing it can stop you from making important decisions or seizing opportunities or progression or know making a move with someone do you know what i mean like if you're yeah. so afraid of the judgment of other people that is it's probably unfounded worry to have if it can be completely debilitating and i do think having a label for it helps because obviously we are always overestimating how much people notice us but to be able to sit back and remind yourself in the moment of that is really really hard
1: Yeah, I think it's a really freeing moment though when you realize Mm. that it is the spotlight effect. You aren't the center of attention and people don't really think that much about you. Like no one cares about you as much as you care about you and that is completely like the right thing, I think. Unless you are a child and therefore being cared for by like a parent or a guardian or whatever. As an adult, you should care about yourself more than anyone else cares about you. And so, and it's freeing to know that actually... No one else is thinking about you because they're wrapped up in their own little world. Like you could tell me something now that you go back and think about or you mull over. And chances are, even if I was there, even if it was recently, I wouldn't remember it. Mm -hmm. And I think I've got a relatively good memory (laughs) and I'm close with you and I care about you, but I still wouldn't really remember it. And when you realize that not everyone is talking about you or like the outcome of what someone does, isn't actually about you but about bigger picture i think it's really brilliant like i'm a big believer in the expression like it's not um it's business it's not personal mm-hmm. and obviously that's very related to like a work setting but i think also in like life it's a really handy reminder just when it comes to something like the spotlight effective it's probably not personal like i think if you're planning i don't know if you're planning a holiday with someone or like your family and someone goes, no, that flight doesn't work for us. Can we do this one? It's about the bigger picture. It's not personal. And when you realize Mm -hmm. most things aren't personal, then that's a really freeing thing. And it helps you to start to step away from that spotlight effect a little bit. I think like it helps you to be, it gives you an opportunity to flex that muscle to go, is this actually something I need to be focusing on? Is it really about me or is it that like, um, like cognitive bias that i have that it is about me
0: yeah oh yeah cognitive bias 100 like you're basically creating the spotlight effect is creating a blind spot in your own yeah. reasoning and obviously you know your own goals your own ambitions the things that are important to you so obviously the the, the decisions that you make are the ones that are most important to you mm-hmm. at the time however if you are your judgment is being skewed because you think that someone else is judging you for the decision that that you make or the thing that you do or don't do then like you are you're ultimately hurting yourself the most because Mm. you're most critical of yourself if you fall short right then also if you're the one telling yourself everyone is noticing me if I get this wrong you're not even allowing yourself the opportunity to try and go for those goals go for those opportunities stand in front of that crowd and do the presentation like what whatever it is that could potentially be a really great growth opportunity for you is instead you're paralyzed by the thought that people will be judging you and and that's the funny thing about the spotlight effect it's it's a paradox like you're Mm -hmm. so busy look if everyone everyone it has the spotlight effect And if they're so busy worrying about themselves, then it's very unlikely that they're thinking about you and about what you're doing, because they're worrying about themselves in the exact same way.
1: I think it's really interesting as well, that distinguishing between people noticing and people caring. Like Mm -hmm. you might do a presentation and you might stumble over your words. People will probably notice that. Will they care? Probably not. You know, you might say something a bit awkward at a social gathering. People might notice, but I doubt they'll care or they'll care past like the five minutes that you're actually there. And that's the difference. Like the spotlight effect makes you think that people care, whereas actually Mm -hmm. most people don't. And you care because you have high standards and you probably want to achieve certain things and you want to be perceived in a certain way. But you like other people don't have that framework of you they don't have all that context so they're never going to judge you as hard as you are judging yourself
0: then also the other side of that is you can't ever control what people think regardless like whether it's good or bad so you you can worry and think about what other people are thinking of you they could either be really they they could already have a preconceived opinion of you before you've even done anything Mm -hmm. you can't control that they could never even think about you again. You also can't control that. like worrying and spending the energy on what other people might be thinking is it is a waste of waste of energy when you could be directing it towards something that is what well, more beneficial, more helpful to you, yeah. but also less harmful to your mental well-being as well.
1: I totally agree. And I think you've also got to let people. Like, if they want to sit there and they want to talk negatively about you or bitch and gossip about something you did or just generally have a negative approach to discussing you, let them. Okay, you cannot control that. Let them do them. Let them have that bad energy, those bad vibes. Let it bring them down. If you've not actively gone out of your way to be a dickhead, if you are trying to be a decent person, a decent friend, whatever, they want to sit there and talk about you. They're going to do that regardless. And if they are upset by something and you aren't aware of it and they don't want to tell you or something you did was a bit unprofessional or you did kind of overstep a mark or whatever and you didn't realize and those people are then talking about you as a result if they're not going to confront you about that you can't spend your life worrying about it because Mm -hmm. it's exhausting and you never really know Like you might be able to sit and go oh I think I might have done that thing that might have meant that so-and-so is now talking about me well you can either ask them directly you can either apologize whatever you think it is that you did or you can let it go even Mm -hmm. if you do confront them you still can't actually change what they think so you've just got to go for the thing that feels best for you and most aligned with you because as i said you're the only one that's really thinking about you like they don't they're not really thinking about you in any kind of positive compassionate way if they're sitting there talking negatively or bitching or gossiping or anything like that you can't control well i mean
0: yeah and that's the thing like one they are really not thinking well the whole point of the spotlight effect is that people aren't actually thinking about you as much as they are but if if they have got this preconceived idea of you chances are that it's more a reflection of their own Mm. feelings and it's funny because the whole when I first heard about the spotlight effect, it was a few weeks ago, and it was, I was having a coaching session, and the coach referred to me as a coach. And I was like, oh, I was like, I hate the term coach. I find <laughs> it so cringe. She was like, but, but that's what you're doing. When you do this, it's coaching. I was like, no, I don't like it. I think it's, a, like, I, just, I just don't like the term. And this is, but well, this is a me thing. But the other example she gave of this, she was like, when you first started posting things online, And I feel like a lot of people experience this. You think that your friends and family in real life are judging you for it. Like, oh, why is she posting stuff on Instagram? Why has she made a TikTok account? Like, who does she think Mm. she is? And the coach was saying to me, like, so many people experience that, especially in the online world. But the chances are no one is actually noticing. Two, if they are, it's more a reflection probably on jealousy or they don't understand or three, there's the option for them to just unfollow you, mute you, whatever it is. She's like, that's the same in real life. They can step away. They they don't have to interact with you. They don't have to tell you how they feel. And if they do, it's more of a reflection on them. And that would I mean, that's my roundabout way of how I learned about the spotlight effect. Like, I always think of that now, like the whole putting yourself out there online and you think everyone is watching you, but they're really not at all.
1: Mm. And if people in your life are watching you, if they do see it and they choose to either not engage at all or engage negatively, again, that says more about them. Like Mm -hmm. if someone who I care about started posting content on the internet or started to, you know, take up, um, I don't know, classes in how to teach yoga or whatever, the only way I'm commenting on that is from a place of positivity and love. I'm never going to sit there and judge them for it. But if mm. other people are judging you for it, then, you know, you, they, you can't control that either. And they'll be over it pretty damn quickly. Like, it's yeah. that thing again, like people might notice it, but do they care? And the idea that people do care that much, I think, can be so paralyzing. And so unnerving as well, when actually, that's not really what's going on. Like, there are tons and tons of things every single day that we notice that we don't care about. Mm-hmm.
0: but it's only because we care about our own and it's like what you were saying at the start we care about uh, how we are perceived mm. generally and it's this weird where we, yeah where we're told not to care about what other people think but particularly as women you feel like oh you should always be nice and kind and amenable and all of those things so then you, you worry in your own mind but actually the high standards that you're holding yourself to are ones that you've created in your own head not necessarily the ones that other people are thinking about
1: I also think that when it comes to that sort of thing it is nice to be nice it is like a good thing to be kind and think of others and be a you know be a good to work with and all of those things but you know in yourself when you aren't adhering to those things like I know when I've not been too kind I know in my soul when I've been a bit of a bitch or whatever and you can kind of assess that yourself but that's not and then I also think like if you've behaved like that and people do think negatively well you know that's part of it like that's kind of what you get to an extent and
0: and it's on you to be changing that anyway com- like it still comes back yeah. To, to yeah
1: yeah exactly like you know if I've been in a situation I think mm, I probably could have been a bit kinder a bit more compassionate or whatever whatever it is that's on me to make sure I change that behavior. You don't need someone else to call you out for it. And, you know, if you, and the big thing about the spotlight effect is learning to kind of almost do the work so that you can start to objectively assess yourself in situations and go, was I actually a little bit mean there or a little bit cutting or a little bit distant? Or is it the spotlight effect? And I think nine times out of 10, you do know the difference. Like if you really question yourself on it, you know when you've not been yourself and when you've done something you're not proud of.
0: Mm. And then this is where the having a label for it is really helpful. Because now when I'm in one of those situations and I'm like, oh no, actually this is just me worrying about other people judging me. Oh, that's the spotlight effect. Okay, I need to, Um, people aren't actually noticing me. This Doing this thing is going to be good for me. Other people won't even remember it. And then I can always give myself that little internal pep talk of like, no, it's just the spotlight effect. You do you like you just focus on what you need to do for this. And because also it does interestingly, but it does also work the other way around. Like if you've built up this really big thing in your head, say again, like a presentation at work, for example. And obviously it's really nerve wracking to stand in front of a big group of people Mm. and you do it and it goes well and you're pleased it's over. If you turn to like a colleague in the room and you're like, oh, how was that? And they're like, oh yeah, fine. And because it was never a big deal in their yeah. head. It was never as big of a deal. as, And it's not like them being rude and dismissive. It was probably just like, oh, that was another presentation that we sat and watched and that was fine. Yeah. But you've built it up bigger. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be proud of yourself for doing it. But also that's a really great example of the spotlight effect it works both ways. People aren't always yeah. criticizing you and they're not always thinking about you, whether it's a good or a bad thing.
1: I think, and this is like a different conversation for another day, but I think that really links into like being, or like having those intrinsic validation moments and ways where you can say, yeah, I am proud of myself and I should be. And yes, I did do well in that. Even if you don't have someone else clapping and going, oh my God, that was amazing. Being Mm -hmm. able to have that yourself and have that objectivity is so important because, Mm -hmm exactly that you're not always going to have someone sitting there going, oh my god that was amazing and giving you praise for everything and i don't think that's a bad thing either like i think it's Mm -hmm, good to mm -hmm. be able to you know not be centre of attention because that in turn will help you to lean into the idea of the spotlight effect and go oh yeah it isn't always about me um yeah but i think it's interesting how closely linked those two things are
0: yeah oh yeah definitely
1: we hope this has been helpful and just like having a name for it's been a bit of a relief that's definitely how i felt when you introduced me to the name the spotlight effect a couple of months ago it was literally that thing of oh my god there's a name for it it's not just me Mm. Um, and that was so liberating
0: Mm -hmm. and i hope it's been helpful for everyone who's been listening and of course we'd love to hear your thoughts as well um or any ideas for topics as well obviously we're just starting our second quarter of episodes for the year so if you'd like us to like to hear us talk about anything uh you can get in touch with us with all of the details that are down in the show notes
1: have a wonderful week we will be back next wednesday with another episode but in the meantime stay safe and have a wonderful week bye bye